Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode number 117 with our guest, Aaron Price. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there, thank you for tuning in. So glad you can join us. This episode you're about to hear is the first in our eight-part series. The next eight episodes you'll hear are part of our eight-part series featuring the live interviews I conducted face-to-face from our day at Podcast Row in New York City. Now, if you follow me, you may remember me talking about this event. It was incredible. It's hosted and created by Donnie Zoldan. He's the owner of Stand Up New York and has a handful of supporting amazing businesses to boot. And Podcast Row is a... It's a one-day event where several podcast hosts, myself included, get the chance to interview face-to-face, one-on-one, extraordinary entrepreneurs who want to share their story. And today, this interview you're about to hear is, is really quite amazing. My guest is Aaron Price. He's the founder of Propelify, which is operated right out of my home state. Very proud, the great Garden State, New Jersey. Propelify is about propelling ideas into action. Whether you are currently up and running in your business or you want to be up and running, it's all about taking your ideas and putting them into action. In this 20-minute interview, you'll discover how Aaron has attracted and continues to attract year after year over 10,000 attendees to his event. Now, that includes business owners and entrepreneurs, but also plenty of investors you're going to you're going to be fascinated by this interview as I was because he not only attracts this this level of detail and extraordinary people to his live event including 
top speakers like Gary V and Ariana Huffington, but also people like literally the governor of the state show up. Now, more intriguing, you're going to learn is how, right? That doesn't just happen. So I dug deep and Aaron shares what was in place, what needs to be, what needs to happen in order to get people on all sides of the equation to show up for no cash exchange. If that doesn't even make it more intriguing, you can take all of the lessons we discuss in this interview and put them into place in your business right here, right now, today. Enjoy my interview with Aaron Price. Here I am face to face, which I love being as often as I can with people. And the people I am face to face with today is the founder of Propellify. Yeah. Aaron Price. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Good to meet you. Likewise. What is, what's the core message here that you're talking about that we love here? The, the core message about uh, with Propellify is rooted in propelling ideas into action. So I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I meet a lot of people who are what I call wantrepreneurs. You may have heard that term before. And who say something either literally or metaphorically like, Instagram was my idea. Which, if you think about Instagram as an actual business, right? Like, Facebook was around. I'm going to post something. I'm going to create a business where it's going to be photo-driven. The idea itself is not that complicated. So our, it's the execution of the idea that matters the most. So Propellify is about propelling ideas into action and weathering the storm that comes along with, with the guaranteed hurdles of entrepreneurship. And you alluded to this, but a lot of people, whether they say, hey, Instagram was my idea, the, the other side of that is an entrepreneur saying, oh, I have the greatest idea and thinking that that's going to get them a billion dollars. Yeah, that's going to get them like a business, you know, a deck, maybe a few meetings and like now see what the market thinks. So the idea uh, to me is the idea is, is, is the least important part of the equation and it's the execution that matters most by far. What does that entail? What does that look like? The execution? Sure. Building a great team, f listening to the market, being really careful about how much time you spend on each of those things so that um, you don't wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm six months into, into this thing and I haven't really made any progress deciding, determining, does anyone care? Is anyone willing to pay for this? And so sitting around in your apartment, basement, mother's house, whatever it is, like thinking about you have the next big thing is not a business. Actually, you know, going out and talking to prospective customers, selling something, um, failing, that's a business. What do you find? You've been around um, a lot, let's put it mildly, of uh, founders and entrepreneurs and on the investor side too. But speaking to the founder, business person, entrepreneur side, what have you found stops them from taking that one step forward? Fear. Of? I think people are f scared of failure, scared of hearing. When I talk to somebody who says, hey, will you sign an NDA, which nine and a half times out of 10, I think is a huge waste of time. To me, that's a signal of like, they're scared of taking big steps to bring their item, their product or service to the market. Um, if your biggest concern is that someone is going to steal your idea, you're probably doing it wrong. Because if someone actually steals your idea, which is the easy part, the idea part, but wins on the business, in my opinion, they deserve to win minus the things that are actually 
built around significant IP, like maybe in healthcare and some other industries where it's it really, really, really matters. But if you're talking about like an internet business, which I'm assuming is what most of your listeners are thinking about here, the barriers to entry are nearly zero. And so if someone's talking about like, I've got the next big thing, will you, you know, will you, here's how I'm gonna keep it secret, they're not really ready, in my opinion, to take the, the big steps needed to make that thing win. What were you talking about in regards to determination? So, yeah, I mean, I've had a bunch of businesses. None of them were none of them were revolutionary ideas, in my opinion. I mean, I started one of the first online food ordering businesses in 1998. I was in college. Started a company called Deliver You, and it was it was what Seamless is today, meaning online food ordering for restaurants. And the number one thing that people said to me when I walked into the restaurant was like, "Who the hell is going to ever order food online?" <laughs> and so, um, the the. We, we were determined, we saw, we had this vision, as many entrepreneurs do, about where the world was going. Our timing was a little bit off, but we were really determined to bring this thing to market, which we did, and we ended up doing 3,000 orders a month. It was a really great, fun experience. It could have been more lucrative, but it was really, really an interesting chapter in my life. But part of what that taught me was about the, the need for perseverance, determination, absolute determination, in my opinion. Um, I don't think you'll meet any successful founder Jeff Bezos to the guy in the corner, like, you know, dry cleaner, who's successful, who hasn't had to overcome, you know, w walls that other people see as absolute dead stops. Like, to me, that's, that's the difference. If you have determination to figure out a way to get from A to B, when there's normally no way to get from A to B, I think you've got the, the mentality for entrepreneurship. I love that you brought that up. We are always at many points in our journey going to be shown a big wall yeah where how do we how do we navigate the quote-unquote sacrifice on the personal front that is now required well you know we talked about the fear element right i think there's also an issue of honesty and if you are married especially if you have children entrepreneurship is a family affair and i think just um being honest with yourself and then therefore those you know, around in your immediate family who may be impacted around what you're about to undertake and how it's not the same. You know, if, you're, if you've been working, you know, I'm, I'm from New Jersey, Johnson & Johnson's a big corporate employer there, right? If you've been working at Johnson & Johnson for 15 years and think you've been reading the headlines in TechCrunch and it's time for you to go start your own health tech company, it's going to be a massive shock to the system. Like you're not going to get normal benefits. You're not going to have a steady income. It's going to be hard to raise capital. No one's going to really listen to you. Any of the hierarchy and the power dynamic that existed in your senior job at J&J &J no longer exists when you're the CEO of a one-man or two-man or three-man or woman company. And so um, making sure that you're, you're – and it's solitary. So I started the, the, the New Jersey Tech Meetup as a way to build community around entrepreneurship. And, and it's grown now, to my surprise, keeps growing. We're the state's largest uh, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial community, 7,300 members. We meet every month. And I started that because my friends had normal jobs, doing normal things, working at places like J&J &J and being doctors and lawyers. And I'm doing this thing where I, th I think I'm changing the world, so to speak, which I think has become a little bit cliche. But most other people aren't doing it. So it drives us. You, know, you don't have big wins every day. In fact, you often have lots of lows. And if you're not honest with yourself, your spouse, maybe your kids if it's if it's if it's the right time in their lives about um maybe you're not gonna be home as much maybe there'll be pressures financially that you aren't you haven't been used to before um going into those things honestly i think is really important and if you don't have a spouse that's on board guarantee either the business fails or the relationship fails 100 percent. 
you mentioned you have this large New Jersey network. I know that in Propelify, you attract 10,000 plus people to your events, including top speakers, the governor of the state. What's, what's accounted for that? At, at a fundamental level, what was in place to allow that to happen? That's a good question. Um, I never thought of myself, I still don't think of myself as a community organizer, a community leader in any way. But it turns out that's the thing that has emerged as one of my, my real skills and strengths. And so I, had, I mentioned I had a few businesses. I found it to be, and some had really good success, some went nowhere, but I did find it to be really solitary. So I started, I live in Hoboken, I started the New Jersey Tech Meetup um, because I was sort of tired of crossing the river to where, you know, to New York like we are today. It was a pain to get here, thinking there must be some entrepreneurs in my backyard who want to hang out and share their war stories and help each other. It turns out there were. The first event had 60 people and then 80 people and then 120 people, and it's, we get about 100 plus people every single month. We still do it, it's nine years old. And um, we solved a need, is it the answer to your question. We solved a need that other people shared that I, my sense of this is hard, this can be lonely. I, you know, I have questions that, I mean, it makes business sense. It's not just like everybody stands around and hugs each other. It's, I need to fire somebody. How do I not get sued? I need a good attorney. I don't want to spin my wheels with three other people. Who do you use? What are the right service providers to use? Can you make introductions to me potentially for investors, which is the hardest one, but the most common. But, the, but partly it was a, a personal support group, but very much is a business support group where people want to help each other out. And I think that's the need I tapped in with the New Jersey Tech Meetup. And as the New York community has evolved over the last nine years, I found myself in a place where I thought I could bring everybody together to do that in a much, much bigger way. And that's what Propelify and the, Propel the Propelify Innovation Festival does. Let's talk specifically about getting, I saw on video, you had um, New Jersey governor arm in arm at your event. Prior to that, somebody, you or someone on your team had to reach out. Yeah. What? And, well, and let's talk about how that relates to, I think, what you yes. is valuable to your audience, which exactly. might be really selling, right? Yes, that, that's what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, I sell stage time, except we, you know, they don't pay us for it, but usually they get paid to speak. At our events, they often, 90, they ne people, we really don't pay speakers, which is a hard thing to do when you attract people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Arianna Huffington and the governor, although the governor can't get paid to speak as the governor, but other you know, people who, who normally demand a, a sizable speaking fee. Wow. And so... Here's how I think this relates to selling, which is I'm selling them, will you spend your time with us because we think we have something of value for you. If you have a product or service and you're positioning it to people, trying to sell it, it has to be a value proposition. People who, who sometimes help me on this process, send, write an email draft which basically begs a speaker, will you please spend your time with me? In fact, one of the reasons I'm here is because James Altucher spoke at our first event where we did not send him an email that said, hey, James, pretty, pretty, please, will you speak at our event? It was... Here's what we're putting together. Here's the, a qualified audience that we think you'd want to, that you'd value being in front of. And so here's why, I mean, of course we were appreciative and, and showed a strong level of respect for his time, but it was a, a true value proposition. For the governor, it is a value for him to be in front of this community saying, I love the startup community of New Jersey, you guys are the future of the economy. Like, that's a clear value exchange for a governor. It's great for us. It's great to get Gary Vaynerchuk on stage. He also wants to sell his book. So everybody has a reason for us that they're at that on stage doing what we're doing. So if you're selling your product or your service, going back to my early days with Deliver You, like you can't walk in and say, would you please sign up for this online service to bring your, your restaurant you know, online? You have to show them, 
Here's how much time you're wasting on orders that you you miss here when somebody calls it in. Here's how much time you're wasting with somebody dedicated to the phone lines. Here's how much more money you can make if you added scale to your business. Here's how much more the average vo- the average um, sale volume goes up when you allow someone to easily add incremental items to their order. Like, sell the value prop. Don't beg people to be there. So that's what we do with with the event. We create something we think is a value. We find people who value it, and it's a really good exchange. I'm listening to Aaron Price, and I'm thinking, wow, he makes it look really easy. And now I feel a little bit worse about myself (laughs) because I'm doing something wrong. If he's succeeding, I mean, he's got all of these wins and credits. I I think it's easy. I mean, talk to my wife. See how she feels about things right now, and you'll feel a lot better. What do you mean? Take me into that conversation. The optics... You know, one of the things we do as entrepreneurs, when you say, hey, how's it going? How's the business? Everybody's crushing it all the time. You know? <laughs> crushing it. All the time. And, like, there have been a million times where I've thought about throwing in the towel. There have been there, The optics are a lot better than what happens behind the scenes. And that's part of our jobs is to share a really compelling story. And so I, I guess I'm doing an okay job of that with you and that, you, you know, you're recognizing that. But there are plenty of things if we turn these tables around that I would interview you about and, and many of the you know, your listeners I'm sure are the same where we're, there are some very true authentic great successes and they're not all financial we should celebrate those things there are also some things that are big successes that are financial there are also lots of things you probably don't want the world to know about because they didn't work out quite the way you had hoped or expected and I think the, the real lesson for me is like accepting the fate of all of these things. Some of these things have been massively successful. The New Jersey Tech Meetup is a great example. I spend an enormous amount of time It is on that event, and it is a financial loser. There are lots of other doors, including the one with the governor, that open up because of things like spending time on the New Jersey Tech Meetup. The optics are fantastic. The finances, until I was honest with myself about why am I doing that, what's, what's valuable for me to get involved or you know, to continue to spend my time there, I couldn't. I, I was pretending like, well, then these sponsorships will come in, and these sponsorships will come in, and they have, but not at the scale that make it really worthwhile. And so, being honest, I think, with what a success is, you know, for yourself, I think, is a really important part of the process. My brand, the Hidden Entrepreneur, was founded on the premise that I spent decades hiding behind fear, hiding all of my power and my ability in exchange for seeking approval and whatnot. Can you share a time in in your journey where fear was a major player, but you knew you had to work right through that? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I'm going through a process right now where Propelify is likely to have a a financial partner, potentially an acquirer. And there, it took me a long time to get to the place where I, it's, it, the optics of this deal are going to be fantastic. The finances are also going to be reasonably good. But the, the story behind it is very, very different than what I was thinking about as the outcome for Propelify. And so I think there was a huge element of fear around what my, my friends and colleagues think when they hear about this deal, especially the acquirer is, is a less sexy brand than I had in mind. Let's put it that way. It's somebody who, can, who really values, talking about what we got through before, like the, the brand we've created because they're a little bit more behind the times. So we bring a lot to the table there for them. Um, for a while, it was like, no way am I going to consider that. So there was a huge, and it was because of what you said before, seeking others' validation. I mean, that, it was rooted in that. Seeking others' validation. How are my, how's my, how are my friends going to feel? How are my family, how's my family going to feel? What are the things that, that I thought I valued that I wanted in this exchange that aren't going to be brought to the table? And what are the things that are being brought to the table that I really care about? And so I think, um, 
I, I think for me, it's still something that I have to fight with now. I'm much more honest with myself about the things that matter to me and that, that, you know, where there might be fears that I can manage. But I can think of times where I was scared to pick up the phone to call a, pr a prospective customer or client or investor. And the reality is like nobody cares. Like nobody cares except you. If you call an investor and you bomb, they're on, they, they're literally, you know, the, five minutes later, they're on to the next meeting. Like you don't lose a moment's sleep over any of this stuff. And I think a lot of people are scared of all, and me too, of like, well, am I going to be ready? Am I going to be prepared? You know, nobody cares. Just like you, the person who cares is you. And if you can accept it and move on, like you'll be way better for it. Yeah, I've heard it phrased as, you know who remembers what you said, what you said yesterday. You. That's right. Yeah. That's it. Like one. if I bomb this interview and I walk out of here miserable, like oh. tomorrow you're like, oh, what am I having for lunch? Like, and I'm thinking, oh man, that was the worst <laughs> thing I ever did. Like nobody cares. And chances are, <laughs> I'm probably thinking that was one of the best interviewees I've ever <laughs> I had. So. I love Aaron. I hope so. But we beat ourselves up yeah. and all that. Yeah. A lot of your world seems to be based in community yeah. and connection. I know through Propelify, one of the things is that you bring founders and investors together uh, in this collaborative environment. Would you say that collaboration in any term is, is, the, is the goal, is the necessity? I mean, our, our, our ultimate goal is to empower someone to advance their business or career. And so if you spend your time with us, you should be able to, we should be able to save you time building your business or your career. Um, a lot of things we're talking about are sort of like kumbaya, hug it out kind of things. But when we, what I find when we bring people together with common interests and goals, they want to help each other out. And that never that, that happens every single time we put on one of these events. Like we do things that don't scale that well because they create other opportunities that do. And so I'm always introduced to a sponsor by somebody who's come to one of my events and, and values what we're about because they feel part of the community. I'm always introduced. I mean, we have our first um, volunteer, what we call our leadership meeting for the event that we're putting on this October is tomorrow night. When I first put out a call to bring in volunteers, I thought I'd get like five to 10 people. I made them apply. Like volunteers can be a big pain in the ass. We had 110. And now we have this very robust network of us in a Slack group of people who've been involved, who help each other out, who collaborate, who find each other's jobs. Like, so yes, it's a very long-winded answer to, I do think surrounding yourself with a community of like-minded and diverse, people, like similarly driven people will open a lot of doors and you can't always predict what those doors will be. So wrap all this up nice and neatly, if we can. What are we saying here? What's the next thing that any listener should do or put in place? They should get out of their house at their office and meet other people who are facing similar challenges, who have similar ambition. That's it. Like, when, and, and do that, kind of level each one of those experiences up to the next one. So how might you help that person with whatever it is they're working on? Like in your case, I'm, when this is over, I'm going to see like, oh, who else, you know, what other kinds of speakers are you looking for? I probably know some who could be valuable, right? And, and there's no there's there's no expectation on my part that this is some kind of like a barter, but you'll probably say, you know, I work with this company, like maybe they should consider being doing something at, at your festival. Like these things open doors, and then I get invited, like, and then then I'm on your mind as someone who's a resource, right? Um, this is how you build your network, and for people who are a little bit unsure, especially first time entrepreneurs, like getting out of the house, talking to people about your product, asking people how you might be able to help them, they'll feel often some need or desire to want to help you back like six-figure sponsorship deals just to be clear here like large six-figure sponsorship deals have come our way for ex doing this and this alone 
Amazing. We could go on all day. Aaron Price, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Absolute for having pleasure me. to Absolute pleasure I really appreciate you. it. Likewise. A lot of fun. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.